When mother-daughter duo Jan Black and Laura Owens first conceptualized their two-generational talk show, nobody told them they'd be named one of iTunes' most downloaded new shows of 2018 and gain more than 3 million downloads. But that's exactly what they've done. Delving into topics as far-flung as network building, the importance of failure, finding hope after being kidnapped, and how the principles of brain surgery can help us work through everyday problems. Featuring interviews with extraordinary individuals, Nobody Told Me shines light on the shared human experiences that bring us together and the challenges that serve as catalysts for our greatest growth. Together, Jan and Laura are asking the questions that help their listeners get through life's toughest times. Subscribe, rate, and review Nobody Told Me on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Welcome to Unsolved Mysteries of the World, Season 6, Episode 6. What happened to Charles Horvath? Charles K.J. Horvath was an adventurous young man who was visiting Canada, making his way from Ontario, where he met his father and godfather, and then traveling solo by hitchhiking Highway 1, all the way across the prairies, into Alberta, and finally into British Columbia. He was in Swift Current, Saskatchewan, in March of 1989, and cashed a check at the Royal Bank. In April, he had moved on to Banff, Alberta, working in the Rimrock Hotel. He arrived on May 3, 1989, in Kelowna, and set up camp in a campground across from a prospective employer, the small tourist theme park then known as Bedrock City, a 1970s-era tourist trap. Charles registered for work at several student employment agencies to help him along on his backpacking and hitchhiking adventure. On May 26 of 1989, Charles cashed a small check at a royal bank. He was to make arrangements with his mother to meet up in Hong Kong via Vancouver to celebrate his 21st and her 40th birthday. But he would never make it to Hong Kong, and the grainy security footage at the bank was all that remained of Charles Horvath. He simply vanished into thin air. Denise Horvath Allen, Charles's mother, telephoned the Kelowna detachment of the RCMP, asking for help in locating her son, as she was anxious as she had not received an expected call from him. The RCMP were reluctant to file a missing persons case, as Charles was an adult, and at the time... They did not suspect foul play. Denise phoned the RCMP several more times, getting anxious with each preceding call. It wasn't until August 10th of 1989 that an official missing persons report was taken, over two months later. A year later, in July of 1990, the RCMP launched a search of the area inside the campsite where Charles had been staying. It appeared that after Charles had gone missing, several other residents took advantage of his property and stole valuables and used his equipment and gear. 
The Royal Canadian Mounted Police launched a search of the area inside the campsite in July of 1990, after Denise advised them that she learned Charles had been camping at this campground. The RCMP retrieved some of Charles's clothing and a shaving bag from a 1989 tiny town resident. During her many, many visits to Canada in search for her son, Denise met up with the campground caretaker and was given items belonging to Charles, a rosary, a tiny red paper Bible, and a leather strap from Charles's boot, which had been kept in the shed for more than a year. The manager said that Charles's tent, other belongings, personal photographs, and his ID had been thrown out in the spring of 1990. Constable Chris Clark then said, There's obviously concern after so many years of not being in contact with somebody, whether it's a recovery at this point or not. But upon retrieving the clothing and shaving bag, they are said to have told Denise they believe Charles is deceased and most likely from foul play. No further details were provided. However, in an official RCMP statement, they indicated that that statement was unfortunate and that the sediments were most likely simply a personal opinion and not one that the RCMP held at the time. On a trip to Canada in March of 1992, Denise received two anonymous letters delivered by taxi while staying at the Pandozi Inn Motel. They detailed how her son had been partying at Tiny Tent Town with locals and he had gotten to a fight where he was subsequently knocked out and killed. His body was then dumped into Lake Okanagan. This led local volunteer divers to go into Lake Okanagan and search for three days. Vancouver-based International Sea Search, ISS, aided with submersible cameras and its volunteer search team beneath the old floating bridge for a further three days. The RCMP? They joined the search on day five of six. On Friday... April 3, 1992, while the RCMP divers were not present, ISS located a male body and the police were called. The RCMP attended the scene later and their divers went into the lake recovering a body and they brought it to the surface. It was believed to be that of an elderly gentleman who had committed suicide at the lake seven years earlier and not Charles. Police have dismissed the notes as some sort of practical joke, according to the CBC. Denise believes her son died in May of 1989. How and by what means, I don't know, but something terrible happened to him that prevented him from calling home, she said. I want to know where his remains are. I want him to be laid to rest with his beloved Nana in Cambridge, England. In September of 1995, the police found a decomposed body in the logging country around Kelowna. Horvath Allen's family waited for six weeks to be told that the body found was not their son. At that time, the police hadn't even contacted Mrs. Allen or any family member about the find of the dead body, and the family were informed via friends and relatives who had seen the reports in local press. Denise has made frequent trips to Kelowna to search for her son Charles, meet with police, hand out posters, talk with employers and residents in the city and across Canada. 
She sold her hair and beauty salon to finance the ongoing search and airfares to Canada. And in 2010, she rented a billboard space with posters appealing for information. Since Charles's disappearance, his father, godfather, and godparents have died, and each year, Denise feels time slipping away. Denise was doing her own investigating as she felt there was no movement with the police on the file. In 2013, Denise met with the police and pleaded with them to assign the case to a cold case unit. They did not provide an official answer and Denise created a petition as she believes it is the only way the case will be resolved. In 2015, the RCMP officially claimed that Charles was deceased. But they were no closer to finding where his remains are, what had happened to him, or who did what to him. In 2018, Denise, alongside RCMP, presented a press conference in reference to Charles's disappearance. I do not think it will be possible for me to get to the next stage of grief, where still, after so many years, I have no real answers on what happened to my handsome young son. I believe I hold the key to finding the answers. I know that someone murdered my son. I know his remains are out there somewhere. I know there are people in Cronona who know exactly what happened to my son. Today, I want to appeal to them personally. I will never understand what my son did to deserve such a violent fate. But I want you to know that I forgive you. It was a struggle to get back here for me, she says. But things have changed and I'll be back. A few people have given me the courage and adrenaline to not stop coming back, so I will until the day I die. Seven years ago, police told her that there were six areas in which they would be looking for Charles, but she learned that police had not fulfilled this promise. They had not even investigated one of the six. But during her trip in 2018, a new caseworker told Denise that things would be followed up on and it is unclear if they have. Police asked Denise to stop her own investigating and to let them handle it from here on out. A reminder, it is going on past 30 years. Because this is an open investigation, there is very little details the police have provided besides what was presented here. We do know that Charles attended a late-night party that evening at the campground, and eyewitnesses placed him there. They also state that in the morning, they found he was no longer at the campground, but left all his belongings, including his personal items and valuables. The campground has been known to attract a criminal element, and the dregs of society with drug addiction very prevalent. It is speculated that Charles may have gotten into a fight with someone, or he was misled by someone that ended his life. The mysterious note that was provided anonymously, which the police dismiss, is interesting, however. 
How did this scribe know that Charles was at this campground? That there was perhaps a fight and he was knocked out? Did the assailants mention they were going to toss his body in the lake, but then change their mind and buried him in the forested area? Without a body, we will never know. If you know anything about what happened to Charles Horvath, call Sergeant Paul Gosling of the Kelowna Serious Crime Unit at area code 250-762-3300. If you want to remain anonymous, you can call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-8477 or leave an online tip at www.crimestoppers.net. You can also visit our Facebook page for photos and information. Denise also runs a Facebook page specifically for Finding Charles, and we will provide that link in our show notes as well. If you know anything at all, send in an anonymous tip, and let's end this nightmare for this mom.